Welcome to Waypoint's What's the Point podcast. I'm Erica Castiglione, the Director of Women's Discipleship, and I'm joined today by two of my dear friends, Eric and Sarah Weiner. Hello. Hey, everybody. It's great to be here. (laughs) And as many of you know, Eric and Sarah will soon be um, launched by Waypoint to a new adventure. And uh, the word that we've been using over and over again is bittersweet. It's bitter uh, to lose their presence here, but we're excited about their next steps. So I've invited them here to kind of tell about their time at Waypoint, um, looking back and look ahead too, and tell us how we can Mm. be a part of what's coming up next. But we like to start with an icebreaker. So I thought of a specific icebreaker for you guys is when did the two of you meet and when did you know you'd met the one? So what's kind of Mm. the Cliff's Notes version of your relationship start? Wow. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. So how did, how did the two of us meet? Uh, So we met in college at UNC here right over in Chapel Hill. And uh, so we were both a part of a campus ministry. Both of us came into college as freshmen with uh, dating somebody else, didn't know each other. And uh, so that was um, my first semester freshman year, went through uh, your your standard breakup, (laughs) Um, was dating a girl who was still back at the high school I was a part of or went to. And um, they say that, that that doesn't usually work out, and that was the case for for me and for us. And um, and so uh, second fast forward second semester of freshman year, I was talked into going to a class through uh, through Crew that Crew was doing for college freshmen, teaching them how to do evangelism on a college campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty pretty typical for um, for crew at the time, at least, that there was about twenty eight students, twenty eight mm-hmm. freshmen that came. Uh, three of them were guys, of which I was one of them. Sarah was among the the twenty five women who were uh, interested in, in something like that. And so um, I noticed Sarah then; she did not notice me. Um, and so. Of the three guys there, I was not noticeable. So that's just you know uh, how it worked out, but that's okay. Uh, so I, like I thought, well, if if she's go- willing to go to a class like that, surely she'd be at there's you know crew does weekly meetings, and so thought like this bigger meeting she'd be there. Maybe maybe I'll look for her and see if she's standing with anybody that I know. Uh, so that like around that time I, I did that, and she was standing next to a, a girl that one of my good friends from high school was dating at the time. And so I thought, oh, like I'll, I'll connect with her. And, uh, and so I reached out to her and she said, well, if, if you're thinking about the, the girl that I think you're talking about, she's dating somebody. So I was like, okay, well, that's, that's, that's the end of it. So I didn't, I didn't think anything else of it. Um, went through summer after freshman year, came back. Uh, we had like a, a leader beach retreat coming back into the into the year uh got connected to that same girl who said sarah was uh not available at the time and she said hey that girl that you were asking about she's actually single now which i thought was like the green light hey you should go you should go check this out it was not that's not what she was just (laughs) it was just information um but i took that as like okay like you should you should pursue her and so uh sarah ended up doing uh she she volunteered for a area of ministry that i was responsible for with like survey tables at the at that they do at the start of the year just to kind of survey the spiritual interest of the campus and and people coming in and uh sarah was one of the first people which to, to like had the first shift for serving at these survey tables at, at like different parts of the campus and she was actually doing it with our, our mutual friend who was late and so the person who shows up to start has to like take all like they have to like set up the table and so at that time i asked sarah if i could walk with her to her table and help her set up and carry stuff because she had a bike and you know so it's like she needed extra hands which she didn't really but um she agreed and so we started chatting then and then uh at crew they one of the other big events they do at the beginning of the year is a is a hoedown and so we both ended up being at this hoedown uh separate from each other, but then we went to a party afterward 
at a house down the road uh, of some guys that I was friends with and Sarah and I ended up being there at the at this party and we were like literally sitting on the the stairs of, of in this house and I was like yelling at her if she wanted to <laughs> if she didn't want to play rock band if she'd want to go outside and so we ended up going on a walk and uh, the rest is history from there anything you want to add from your perspective or how you knew I was the one um yeah I mean I think we we were young um we were that was our sophomore year at the beginning of our the sophomore year when we met and um but we dated all throughout that year and really enjoyed that and so that actually that next summer we started talking about um getting married and um, I was getting ready to study abroad at the beginning of junior year. And so he, um, we both talked to my parents, but he talked to my dad. And um, yeah, I think we just decided not to wait until <laughs> after graduation. Um, we, I don't know if there was a moment, but. We knew we wanted to get married and we didn't want to do that big thing and graduate and start jobs and do everything at the same time. So we decided just kind of to jump in together and figure all that other life stuff out together and walk together and all that. So, um, yeah, we will be um, married for 11 years right around the time when we arrive at our new home so mm. wow yeah. so you got married the summer before your senior year yes okay. yeah yeah wow. and so that was i mean like even even with that just having conversations with uh people older than us who knew us and just giving us advice and mm-hmm. yeah um so there there was like more conversation even beyond mm-hmm. just like hey we want we, we like we feel like this is as we're just talking to each other and and just thinking about timeline and even um just through time spent in prayer and, and just thinking about you know coming together wanting wanting to go in the same direction and figuring out how how can our lives start to align from from that point like it just it just kind of made sense oh that's um, a sweet so. sweet story I, d- I had no idea a hoedown would be involved in your like, <laughs> yeah. relationship story but you know a little like plot it. twist there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or a rock band. Or a rock or band, rock band yeah. yeah. That was the that was craze the, at the time. From country to rock in one night. Yeah, right, right. The other. All right. Well, even back then, in those conversations, were you thinking about the nations and possibly living somewhere other than America? Did that come up at all? Then I'm jumping way ahead, but just curious, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, during college, we both spent time abroad. I studied abroad um, for a semester in Peru, um, spent a sh- went on a sh- very short-term trip to Kenya. Eric spent six weeks in East Asia. Um, so I didn't. We never had a very specific like, oh, this is our country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was definitely on our radar, and we just kind of wanted to be open-handed. Um, if God let us to go somewhere, we wanted to be willing to do that. So. Yeah, I think even just time spent through some of the ministry involvement that we had in in college, that that was like coming into college, overseas ministry missions was not really even on my radar. That wasn't something that mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, other other people can care about that, but that's not really something that mm-hmm. I have to be all that invested right. in. And I think through some of the experiences and, and some of the teaching and, and being a part of like the the churches we were involved in, in college just really started to change my perspective about that to, to really say that, no, like we, we should have a heart for the nations that we should, we should care about the gospel going forth to the ends of the earth and um, just getting more robust teaching about the great commission and what it looks like to, to be globally minded. And Mm. so just, I think being in East Asia for me, um, I think I think seeing our relationship go through uh, like Sarah was in Kenya at the same time I was in East Asia and just I mean even even then just seeing how quickly technology has has changed things mm-hmm. that like even then it was like oh like me and four other guys who are on this trip 
are sharing a a phone <laughs> and it's not a smartphone and <laughs> and so like they're like the limit like having you know yeah. a sim card and you only have so many minutes that you can use and so many text messages you can use and uh you're, you're only doing that with other students who are there and yeah. you know if you want to talk to somebody internationally you need to go to somebody who has uh skype and who has a vpn and mm-hmm. you can have those conversations and so it's just like uh i think kind of walking through just the challenges of like dating in the midst of like mm-hmm. we're not even in the same we're not even on the same continent and uh and then having this these experiences of just like wow like seeing how the lord is working in such mighty ways mm-hmm. in places that it would be in, it would it would seem impossible to to actually go to and and to be there and and to see uh statistically like you know the statistics would say these places are closed or there there will be no access to the gospel and like you're you're listening to these messages listening to these stats that are decades old and you're literally mm-hmm. sitting in there and you're you're just an anomaly because it's like it's well this is like the lord has opened this door it's happening i'm right. i'm here like they they're saying that you can't be here and i'm i'm here right now sitting on a mountainside looking out over the city and you're just so i think that those kinds of experiences really opened my eyes a lot to and just grew my heart for the nations in general Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also um, spent six weeks in East Asia in college yeah. before living there. And I just think, um, yeah, I have experienced that just changed my life. I feel like, of course, not everyone has to go. But mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity for a short trip, it can really just open your eyes to, to so much. Yeah, as you guys are proof of for yeah. sure. But yeah, and Danny and I were engaged long distance too in the world of before you know <laughs> smartphones and all mm-hmm. that too and i remember the, the stresses <laughs> the unique challenges of that too yeah so um you got married and you went to the summit initially right mm-hmm. and then what brought you to waypoint when did you come to waypoint why did you come yes and what have been some of your roles here so the summer after we graduated college um we had a mentor at summit and he um, suggested that we get involved with a ministry called uh, the Dwell Initiative. And so we spent two years um, in East Durham, Northeast Central Durham, and um, just tried to live intentionally and in the neighborhood and in Christian community as well. Um, and went to a church connected to that and after our two years was up, we were, were we just reflected on that time and um, decided, you know, if we if we want to do more urban ministry, we, you know, you need to be in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided that we we really did want to get involved more in international ministry and kind of still had this desire to live overseas one day. Um, so we told our mentor that, and we just thought, oh, well, we'll go back to the summit, and maybe they'll send us out at some point to go somewhere. We told our mentor that, and he said, um, you know, you should check out Waypoint because they're all about international ministry. At that point, um, Waypoint was really focused on refugee ministry and international student ministry. And so he said, you know, you should check that out and just see. So we actually visited Waypoint we didn't know this, but we actually visited Waypoint on their one-year anniversary party day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we decided to stay. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, we um, – sorry, uh, I forgot the part of the question. One thing – I mean, this isn't a podcast about discernment, but one thing I do love about your story, if someone's listening and thinking, like, do I want to – go overseas or make a decision in ministry. I love that your short time overseas gave you a heart for it, kind of set that in motion. But then you did something else completely different for a couple of years. And you decided, oh, wait, this isn't where my heart is or my giftings or whatever. But God was still using that too. So, Mm -hmm. And it can be reversed also. But I thought that was really neat part of your story and i have to put in a short plug for dwell right Uh now too because yeah we have several of you that were part of that original group but we're excited about a relaunch coming up so yeah yeah Yeah, no i mean it's interesting too um like 
we, I mean, yeah, we, we came to Waypoint from that. Like we, we were encouraged to check out Waypoint. Uh, we had some, there were some other friends, other couple friends who were part of Dwell in East Durham who were, were coming to Waypoint and were encouraging us, hey, you should check this out too. So it was like multiple, multiple people telling us, hey, hey, come check out this, this church. Um, and I mean, we also had some friends from UNC who were here. So there, there was some familiarity even as there, there's like a hominess even from, mm-hmm. from like that vantage point mm-hmm. uh, from, from our perspective in, in coming and visiting Waypoint. Um, and so, yeah, we like we just, I think hearing about the, the heart, the mission, the DNA of the church, mm-hmm. um, caring about the nations, caring about uh, the, how, like the gospel going forth, trying to be uh, intentional as ambassadors as, uh, to, to live life on mission, um, going to the nations, like like all those things were in, in like gospel community. Like all, all these things have been present since day one. At least, yeah. I, I guess I can say at least from like year one. You know, so <laughs> mm-hmm. since we we got there right around the the, the one year birthday party. Um, but I think we just thought, wow, this church, who they say they are on paper and who they are in practice is the same. It, from this is kind of what it seemed like, and so it's just. It's kind of amazing to see just the diversity that was here mm-hmm. even early on. There's just um, that we it, it just it was a compelling picture. It was a compelling vision that we thought, man, we, we really want to be a part of this, even just as as like congregants, as members of the church. Um, and so, I mean, early on, like early days of us being at Waypoint. I mean, I feel like I went through every single volunteer opportunity <laughs> that you, you could. <laughs> Um, I mean, we we decided to move into Chapel Tower mm-hmm. uh, from Easterham because it was affordable, mm-hmm. and uh, not because there was a dwell team. <laughs> uh, we but but we ended up because we were we were proximate to the dwell team. We kind of got uh, adopted into what they were doing, and so we, we started to just make all these connections with. Uh, I mean, Nathan Walker and Caleb Thompson and James Shafto and um, then, like, the girls that were there with Megan Klingler and uh, Casey Carpenter. Yeah, Carpenter. Nichols. Nichols, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, was... Nichols at the time. So it's just like, yeah, all these... uh, And, you know, just like... And and there's lots more, but just like all all these people who were there that... um, so we're, we're connected in that way and, and kind of attracted to the way that Waypoint was mm-hmm. ministering and like even taking ownership of, of the, the dwell team uh, that the Lord brought to them. Um, but yeah, I was like serving on the welcome team or I was serving, mm-hmm. was like uh, maybe not the best welcomer, but I was still trying or serving with Waypoint kids and serving uh, with the AV team, like just kind of covering all the bases. And uh, I think I eventually got past like over all those things and say, you need to, you need to do something else. So now it's like pastoral ministry of track. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so you came in as a congregant. Yeah. Now you're one of the associate pastors preaching regularly. You probably couldn't have envisioned that when you first came in. What was kind of that process to get you there? Yeah, no, I mean, that was not, that was definitely not on my radar when we came into Waypoint. I mean, I was, I was in seminary at the time when we first came and, um, and so like that, like I, and I was I was going for counseling, mm-hmm. and so that was kind of that was kind of the trajectory for me coming out of UNC, going into straight into seminary. Was thinking, okay, something counseling related, and even thinking like, how can I be missional as I think about counseling, and um, just because it's it, it can be, yeah, just a really challenging field to to step into, um, and so just wanting to be a light and to bear witness in, in that setting. But then during my time in seminary, I really felt a, a calling and a burden for the local church. I was like, well, how do I make these things fit? Like, I can't, like, they, like um, th- there's just, it was, it was definitely a big dilemma for me of just, there's not really counseling opportunities in the local church that you can get paid to do full time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how do you, at least at the time, and so I was like, how do you do this? Why, why, why is Lord putting this on? And so I remember, um, I remember meeting with Lawrence at like a Starbucks at mm-hmm. one point, and he just pitched this idea of uh, like some kind of I don't even remember what the what the 
what the initial like vision for the role was, but some kind of part-time role at Waypoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, I mean, even, even then he kind of threw out the idea of, I don't know if he remembers this or not, but he threw out the idea of like preaching. And I was like, I don't think that that's something I should do. <laughs> um, but just like started to shift toward pastoral ministry mm-hmm. and just, He's like, well, what if you work part time? Like, we, we we can get some funding, I think, and, and you can do you could work part time at Waypoint. And so at that point, I I just started uh, sending out resumes and applying to jobs all across the southeast and into the Midwest. Um, just saying, you know, just kind of praying, asking the Lord, would you provide uh, pastors, leaders in the church who are willing to who have who have an excitement and a desire to to train up. Uh, younger leaders who want to take a chance on me and um who'll give me opportunity to grow and give me give me the freedom to fail at times but also have the safety net to like pick me up so it's not a complete failure um and i i would pray every time i would apply to a church um and i heard back from two of them and then i went through like the next round of uh interview stuff and then it was just waypoint, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this like part time position that mm-hmm. that came available or that that like was being made possible. And so once the funding for the part time thing came in, uh, the question was asked: Well, would you would you be willing to come on full time and raise support? Uh, to which my initial response was: Absolutely not. <laughs> like that's not. Um, just didn't think that that was something that we could do, and it just knew that that would be a hard road ahead. And so Sarah and I came together and, and talked about it, prayed about it, and just felt like, you know, if this is really what the Lord is calling us to do, and we feel a passion for and a heart for mm-hmm. Waypoint and the mission and vision of, of the church, uh, isn't it worth it to, to try to do something hard? Uh, let, let's not say no to this just because it would be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so we ended up coming on as, like, my, my first role at Waypoint was uh, church planting apprentice. <laughs> which is just like, what is that? Um, and I couldn't tell you. I couldn't like <laughs> definitively tell you what a church planting apprentice is per se, uh, other than I think that what's kind of been part of the strategy all along is to just get training to do everything, to get exposure to everything within the life and ministry of a local church. And I think that's been one of the blessings of, of my time at Waypoint is getting exposure to a lot of stuff. I mean, it's meant that like my role has changed a lot over time. Um, sometimes I think intentionally, sometimes just out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, it was you're going to do you're going to do youth ministry, and that was uh, that was interesting to start because youth ministry was not building off of something that was established. It was more so like pioneering. I mean, there's like, there's some like, you were launching a youth ministry. There was some like, uh, some, some groundwork that had been laid, Mm -hmm. but, uh, there's, there's a lot of pioneering work that, that needed to be done. And so, um, I think early on there was just a question mark of like, can I even do this? And, I think legitimately so. Like, like a le- legitimate questions of I, I don't know, <laughs> um, but I think just seeing the the Lord work through, uh, just being able to cast vision and to to call in students and to connect with them and to to love them and to serve them and to teach them and to uh, model for them and to connect with parents through that. And so that that was a lot of early days. It was doing youth ministry. It was being in uh, like leadership conversations that almost just being like having a seat in the room and just mm-hmm. hearing how these conversations, how, how you're processing a lot of decisions that are being made in the church. Um, at some point Lawrence said, Hey, I want you to try to preach one time. And he and I was like, I don't Lawrence, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. And he gave me like six months to prepare <laughs> ahead of time. <laughs> um, and even then it was like just kind of overwhelming. Uh, so it's, there's been a lot of change over the years, so that's, yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of people right now, and I don't say this lightly, that are shocked at the thought that you would think that you shouldn't be preaching. You yeah. know? So it's really neat to be able to have had this front row seat to see this, this growth and preparation. I love to hear your story. I love how there were just so many 
closed doors, open doors, and hard yeses along the way to step into the next thing. Okay, I'll start a youth ministry. Okay, I'll, you know, (laughs) preach one time or whatever in the way that God has just, yeah, been guiding you through that. It's really neat. And um, yeah, I'm so thankful. I can't talk about the youth ministry part probably without tearing up just because of the role it's been for my own children. But um, yeah, and Sarah, although you're not weren't technically on staff. Anyone who knows you knows like all the ways that you have poured in here at Waypoint from kids ministry, leading Bible studies, good neighbor team, scripture reader, you know, (laughs) praying for others, like so many things. Um, If there's anything you want to speak into that, I want to give you the opportunity, but also um, wanted both of you to share some highlights from your time, either in ministry or just relationally or different things since you've been here. Yeah, I mean, I think community, the community here has been really special. Um, I'm, yeah, just have a lot of gratitude um, for that. And I think just, you know, community group, um, women's Bible studies, just, I mean, Sunday morning preaching. It's it's really fun to kind of look back over mm-hmm seven years maybe that we've been here and you know just a season of your life and how has God taught me and grown me and um yeah so I'm just really grateful through yeah all those different things um even yeah even having friends uh that focus on like child development and doing kids ministry and even grow I mean we have kids too but You've um, added a kid like every couple of years right. since you've been here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Growing in like how I relate to my kids and, you know, I've, I have been a steady Waypoint Kids volunteer. Um, so, you know, relating to and teaching other people's kids and um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for, I mean, yeah, just, just growing in deeper relationship with God and knowing him more and um, yeah, having, Good, good friendships with others too. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I remember when when we were first kind of we were in the process of fundraising to come on full time at Waypoint and being a chapel tower. And there's like a there's like a little circle path that we would walk on, like across the street from where Chapel Tower is, and we would just kind of talk about like the future and and thinking about like what what the lord and and so like around the time that we were coming on i think sarah was pregnant with with esther our our Mm -hmm. oldest and so it's just like we were like it's it was supposed to be like a three-year internship type thing like this is like a three-year test run trial run project being (laughs) for us to be at waypoint and um, on staff in a staff mm-hmm. capacity, and uh, just thinking about like, wow, like Esther will be three by the time <laughs> we leave, or you know, just mm-hmm. now like being at this point, and she's about to turn six, and we have she has two siblings coming with her, and okay. um, and just just kind of seeing like th- this progression of of like our time here, and and just all the ways that I, I think that um, I mean, there's there's so many things to, to highlight. I mean, I just like the one, one in particular would, would be the Panama city mission trip that we mm-hmm. did with the, with the youth group, the first summer mission trip <laughs> we went on. Um, and just knowing like some of the, the, the misses prior to that of being like in prior summers and, and just seeing how that like took off and, and just seeing even, uh, the way that the, the relationships, uh, molded and and came together just i think it went from being a bunch of kids who connected on sunday to like oh we're like we're family and we Mm -hmm. we care about one another and we're actually it it almost seemed like this microcosm of what uh new testament church life could be in a sense Mm -hmm. you're kind of seeing it lived out in in this little way in this small group of Mm -hmm. of students uh in durham north carolina and so it's just uh people who you know didn't necessarily have reasons to connect with one another, but but by the gospel, just seeing them get connected and growing relationally uh, was just really powerful to to be a part of. I mean, it was like you know you you kind of like going into those 
Sunday evenings, you're like, man, I don't, I don't know that I have much energy left to give. And then you go into that space and it's like, wow, this is just so life-giving. Like, I'm just so grateful that I get to do this. Like, I can't believe I get to do this. Like parents even trust me to do this, that the kids actually want to be there. Um, was just like, I don't know, like just grateful, just gratitude mm-hmm. for, for what the Lord did during that time. Um, and the youth group, the series too, you know, that's Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, right, like yeah. being, I think, uh, yeah, I think I tip my hat to Isaac for that. I always wanted to be, uh, have credits on IMDb. And right. so that, that's like, that's life changing. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, like even when I was in, uh, when I was in high school, there was a, a group of older high school guys who did their own little like, Mm-hmm. video series and i was always jealous i always wanted to be in something like that and so for that to happen all these so, years later we'll it was just like a, like a dream <laughs> for come those true. of you who are new um, yes I, yeah uh don't watch it for me like i was terrible but like the, the, you know the, the the plot the kid like they were they, like, started with. yeah yeah they were great um i think uh some of the the youth fundraisers like the friday night live mm-hmm. fundraisers we did a couple of those that were just um like those were really memorable for me mm-hmm. Uh, I think just like a lot of the conversations, the relationships that have been built, I think the friendship, like, um, like I don't, it, it's hard to, to explain to people, like, I don't know, at least from my perspective, like Lawrence, Danny, and I just have a really sweet friendship and just mm-hmm. a, a great love and appreciation for one another that, um, like at the end of the day, I know that Lawrence is my boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there, there's always that uh, deference to him in that way and that respect for him in that way. But even just as, as like a friend, like it is just, it's hard to, uh, express my gratitude for, for him. Mm-hmm. And just like, uh, like even seeing like where, I mean, like when I first came on at waypoint, I was sharing a glorified closet as a workspace with, <laughs> with, uh, with Diane and then with Danny and, you know, just, um, I don't know, just seeing the, the way that the culture uh, staff-wise has evolved over time mm-hmm. at Waypoint and just the um, the belief that, that Lawrence has given to me, the opportunities that he's given to me, I just, mm-hmm. like those things, in terms of highlights, it's hard to pick one thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, um, man, like I just am so, like he, he saw things in me and, and believed in me in ways that... Um, Yeah. It's hard hard to give appropriate thanks for. Definitely. So, um, yeah, the bitter, bittersweet as we look back for sure. Um, so why now? Why do you feel like now's the time um, to, um, to head out, to uh, answer that call, to move on? Um, well, I mean, another, yeah, another example of, um, Lawrence believing in (laughs) Eric, uh, but last year he just suggested a few times over months that Eric consider this position at a church in Southeast Asia, um, that needed a pastor and, um, yeah, Eric didn't really consider it at first i don't think but um I probably didn't even tell you about it yeah or, not the first time but then like a couple months later uh lawrence you know mentioned it again and we started like I, I remember telling the sessions about it as a joke like lawrence <laughs> said this joke to me yeah right <laughs> um anyway fast forward to last august and we visited the city and the people in this congregation and community and um, just to see, you know, what, what might be there and if the Lord was leading us there. And I think we felt a deep compassion for them. And it was neat because, you know, we're here, they're over there and their body of Christ is all over the world. But, and we knew that, but to meet them and be with them and just, we didn't really know them that well, but just have a deep compassion for their community and what they had been through um, and wanting to serve them as we could. And so I felt, 
when we were coming home from that trip, I felt pretty clear about um, knowing that if we were to stay at Waypoint, I would be content and knowing that if God wanted us to move to the city, that I would be content with that too. Um, and so I wanted, I wanted Eric because he was, he would be, we would all be moving and it would be a big transition for all of us, but he would be, he would have a new job and he'd be a pastor at a new church. And, um, so I, I was just asking God to give him clarity about if this was something that he wanted to do, he could do, God wanted him to do. And I think he, in a few different ways, clearly, yeah, gave him that clarity. Um, I think Eric felt like he, f- he fit the mold of what they were looking for, which isn't necessarily how he f- usually feels about things and just the just the need that was there. And I think God really pushed that on his heart to, um, to, yeah, kind of give a Mm -hmm. hard yes. Um, or, you know, say yes, even though it would be challenging, but, um, yeah, so it's definitely really exciting. And, um, I mean, I think there was a sense that like when we were there, that just listening to them describe what they were wanting, what they're looking for, and just kind of processing even over over the past three years in particular of, I mean, we, we had talked about doing church planting in KL prior, I mean, prior to COVID happening, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that really stalled things. And um, I mean, we were having like meaningful conversations back in 2019 about some of these things, and then uh, going through some of the things that we experienced during COVID um, really took that off the table and just out of my mind altogether as we were trying to just shift gears and, and do what we felt like was needed for Waypoint and the health of Waypoint, the ministry of Waypoint and what, what God calls you here. Um, and I think kind of coming out of out of that being where we're at now, um, and, and listening to their story and hearing what they've been through and what they're what they're longing for, uh, just think the 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 relational beauty and community that that we that they're they're longing for. I've I've witnessed in our time at Waypoint um, through its ups and downs. I mean, I, when I say relational beauty in the life of the church, I don't mean perfect. I just mm-hmm. mean um, there is a beauty of being uh, gospel minded people who are dealing with all of our all of our gifts and, and uh, strengths and also dealing with our our weaknesses and our, our shortcomings and um, being able to do that as uh, with the resources that God has given us through uh, through his word and through the gospel and and, um, and so I, I thought pair that with the experience that I've had over these like I wouldn't have been ready in 2019 but hearing them describe what they're looking for I, I actually mm-hmm. felt like, you know, I think God has equipped me to to do this, to do this. What they're what I can at least help in some way. I feel like I could, and and so there's question marks and about well, how do you actually get there? How do you actually do it? There's there's a lot of logistical challenges that need to be navigated. Mm-hmm. This sounds awesome, but how do you do it? Um, and so it just felt like wow, this seems like bigger than any one person, two people, uh, two families to to be able to do. So this is really calling us to step out and trust the Lord that we just thought, you know, there's a, there's a pathway that's been set before us of, of what walking toward this could look like. And if this stalls out, then it stalls out. But we just felt compelled that this is something that the Lord had for us. And so we just decided to move forward with it and see if, uh, as, as we were talking with other friends among each other with friends, uh, as we were talking with leadership at Waypoint, talking with leadership at this church, um, and others, others involved that uh, it's just a lot of confirmation so far of, like, that this is this is what the Lord has for us, and so we've just been in some ways just blown away, and, and also <laughs> just wanting to just continue to walk forward with with what we believe the Lord's called us to do. Well, how can we come alongside you in that? How can we support you now as you're getting ready to go, but also once you're there? How can we be a part of this? Yeah, I think that um, 
you know, like we, we have been wanting to, and, and part of, part of this process has been fundraising. And so that's, that's been something that we have been actively doing and, and just wanting to, to have build partnerships. I think, um, we just wanted to, I, I think for one, for one thing, we have viewed this endeavor as in line with the, the mission and vision of, of Waypoint, that this mm-hmm. is, this is an extension of what Waypoint has wanted to do all along. And mm-hmm. so we, we see this as, as um, this isn't us leaving and just uh, like now our hands off, like we have nothing to do with, like the, the relationships have been severed, but we see this as no, this is like we, we need people to be, and to be praying for us, to be, to, to be engaged still in what, mm-hmm. and so, so I guess part of what we're asking to, um, which which seems like a big ask, but I think it's I, I still want to ask is that people would actually care about what God is doing in a place that you're not at, mm-hmm. um, which is w- like, um, and not not just to care about where we're at, but but like what the Lord is doing in places and pockets around the world um, that we might not physically be at mm-hmm. or be there, um, but in a sense. Even in knowing, like just thinking about like long term, even just discipleship in in our own lives and in the lives of people at Waypoint Church, that in, in being a part of the church, you are a part of something bigger than yourself. And so, what is the church doing? Well, the church is doing infinitely more than one person is doing at all times, um, because you have different churches from all over the world who are working in in among the world uh, as the hands and feet of God in in um, in these various places. And so, uh, I think I think for one, just uh, in in one way of caring about what God is doing in in this place is to to ask about it and to pray about it and to want to. I mean. I'm trying to think of having like newsletters to that are, like having newsletters that are going to be sent out using WhatsApp um, to to communicate with people. Obviously, like there's still it's still there's a 12 hour time difference. Right. So we, and, and um, so we know that there's there's going to be there's logistical challenges and there's you have to live your lives and and, and mm-hmm. you have to like where you're at. But then um, you know just having prayer meetings and and just mm-hmm. staying connected in in various ways to um, to to see us as still. Uh, part of your own and and to care about the things that are going on um, in these places. I, I think that that's some of the ways. I mean, not, some of the other logistical things like visa stuff is still a fluid conversation that we're trying to figure out um, and just having some kind of long-term realistic way of being in the city that we're going to long-term or at least, mm-hmm. ha- at least having some more stability in, in that way right. um, over the next four or five years plus like uh just that that's something that i think logistically we're trying to trying to think through and then also just um i think something that's been on my mind recently is just prayers for our i mean relationships friendships for for the whole family but then like also for our kids as like the the church that we're going to is uh not as robust in their kids Mm -hmm. ministry as waypoint is and so um, just wanting wanting them to, I mean, it's a very transient city as well. Mm-hmm. It's even more transient, I think, than the Triangle. And so wanting them to have long-term, meaningful friendships, relationships there. Um, and so th- those are those are ways to, to be praying, to be invested, I think. to, to uh, Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I think just also be praying that, I mean, I, I trust that God will use us if he's, the one that's opening doors for us to get there. Um, but I think just praying specifically as uh, Eric enters into the role of um, shepherding and shepherding a new congregation. And um, yeah, I think the kids, prayers for the kids, but also prayers for us um, and pray for just flexibility and resilience you know people say mm-hmm. the kids are resilient but pray for resiliency <laughs> uh-huh. for us um mm-hmm. and yeah just pray that god will give us opportunities um i'm i'm asking for relationships with moms in the neighborhood or mm-hmm. you know maybe part of the school community um that i can just share life with and share um the good news of the gospel with um so yeah just for relationships 
um, for us and within our family, but also our church community and um, those that do not yet know and believe. Um, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that Jesus is our hope, and um, yeah, He's made a way for us to be with God. So, um, and yeah, just pray for us the next few weeks it's there's going to be a lot of like moving parts logistics packing up and paperwork type things and um we're gonna be sad to leave people and so um we would really appreciate prayers yeah yeah we will definitely be praying for those things and request as they arise i look forward to being in touch, you know, as a, as a church and personally have one more question for you guys, but I just want to say thanks so much for this time. I mean, always enjoy talking to you. We normally don't have microphones when we talk (laughs) to each other, but this has been a fun conversation to learn. I've knew some of the stuff, but get some of the pieces put together and just see the beautiful way that God is directing your lives, bringing you together bringing you to waypoint giving you experiences and preparing you before you go and um i'm sure i'll have more opportunities but just want to take every time i can to just thank you guys for the impact you've made um in my life and the life of my family your friendship to all five of us Mm. both of you and um just to the church i know there's so much you do that that i don't even see but i see a lot of things that maybe everyone doesn't see how um how much you guys serve um, in humility and in in secrecy for for the Lord, and I know that He sees, and I know He's going to continue to use you guys. So, um, one last question is: if there's anything else you want to share, and um, if you have a word of encouragement you like to share with Waypoint, too. Yeah. Um... I think that man there's just there, there's so much that could could be said i mean just like even other other highlights i mean like um i don't know i just going from being just some like just just someone who's in the church and and serving and like i remember early on early days at waypoint uh coming into coming into a church setting church gathering and people would be like, Hey Eric, where's Sarah? <laughs> and that was like the, that was the only reason why they wanted to talk to me is because they wanted to, to know where Sarah was and they wanted to actually talk to her. Um, and so it's just such very different experiences now than, um, I mean, people still probably ask me that and I'm like, she's probably with the kids or, you know, just trying to wrangle them. But, um, you know, even coming into waypoint, not having kids too, now having three and, just a lot of life has been lived in in this community uh in this just i think that coming in even from a like a staff perspective like i i really thought like i, I would l- like some of the things that i was passionate about at the time were teaching people about the importance of i mean just even answering the question what is the church mm-hmm. and what what does it mean to be the church and um, and then even thinking about like biblical literacy and wanting to teach biblical literacy in the youth group and wanting to teach biblical literacy to like the congregation and, and just like how we can be more uh, attuned with God's word and, and growing in that way to be to be called to, to action to, to live in light of that and uh, of what who God says who God is who who God says that we are um, and what it means to to follow Him and to to be obedient to His calling and um, I think that. Instead of just saying, "Hey, here's a teaching on what the church is," um, I think maybe giving a, a different perspective of, "Hey, Waypoint, look at look at what you did. Like you 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 raised up a pastor, and hmm. um, I, I think like you know even in, in trying to like like a highlight of of being ordained and, and having mm-hmm. the elders and leaders of this church lay their hands on me to to be called." Saying, affirming the calling that I, I, I thought that the Lord had given me um, and seeing the, the, the testament, the witness of the church in, in affirming that um, is a really meaningful, powerful thing 
and you know just the graciousness to which people have treated me um and just allowing me to grow um teaching me like i i really believe that i have become uh more i've learned so much about myself through my time so far at in in this church community and i just think that wow like what 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 a great witness that that this church is not not just to i mean that's one perspective i'm i'm, I'm saying that as just one perspective of of the 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 level of the, the kind of purpose that god gives through his his body his community like the church community and just thinking like just spurring you on to continue in um i mean waypoint wants to be a church that plants churches and and i think um the importance of of spurring on other leaders, other ministry leaders might not be pastors. Maybe it will be pastors. I'm sure it'll be lots of different people, but lots of different people being trained up, being take, taking advantage of opportunities that are being presented to you. And uh, maybe maybe you're to uh, to say yes to some of those opportunities, or maybe you're to be ones who are uh, spurring others on as they're saying yes to those opportunities. As you you want to be a part of uh, seeing these things happen, these things go forward, and just seeing. Uh, leaders raised up and, and churches sent out from here that we're commissioning that God has called us to, um, to, to be ministers of the gospel, to, to see, uh, gospel seeds sown and planted in other pockets of, of the triangle and other pockets of, of the world. And, um, what a, what a powerful ministry, uh, among many other things that are happening. Again, we're a part of so many more things than just the few things we feel like we're involved in. Um, and just, I just want to commend you in that and say thank you for the way that you have treated me and encouraged me along the way, um, the way that you've uh, pushed me to grow in areas where I needed to grow and still need to grow and um, have done so in, in a posture of love and humility. And I think just wanting to see that continue on uh, in, in the coming years and, and decades and who knows centuries that the Lord has uh, in doing ministry through the, through this church and and in this place and beyond. Um, yeah, one thought I had was just that my time during my time at Waypoint and in community with people, I feel like I have grown um, in deeper dependence on God uh, in all areas of life and. Um, so just want to encourage everyone to seek that and knowing full well that as we go, we're maybe even going to need that, not more, but it's going to be even more clear to us in this new, um, new city, new context, um, just daily dependence on the Lord and, um, that he'll make our paths straight and um, guide us in Christ-likeness. So, um, yeah, thanks for walking with us in our growth and keep going. All right. Well, thanks. It's not. It's not quite. See you later yet. So may right. God continue to uh, bless and guide you and pour His grace out on you as we prepare and as we send you out.